It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is The World in 10 from the Times of London on Sunday the 13th of November. I'm Jenny Barsby. And I'm Holly Keogh. Majority control of the US Senate remains in the hands of the Democrats. I think it's a reflection of the quality of our candidates and they're all running on the same program. And Zelensky says Russia has destroyed critical infrastructure in Kherson. Before fleeing from Kherson, the occupiers destroyed all critical infrastructure, communication, supply of heat, water, electricity. Let me take you back to just a few days ago. We're winning big, big, big in the Republican Party like nobody's ever seen before. Former U.S. President Donald Trump convinced the U.S. midterm results would see a red wave for the Republican Party. But it's turned out to be nothing like Mr. Trump predicted. And today the Democrats are celebrating retaining majority control of the U.S. Senate after winning a pivotal race in the state of Nevada. Senator Catherine Cortez Masto is projected to defeat Republican challenger Adam Laxalt, which means Chuck Schumer will retain his position as the Senate majority leader. The other side, their candidates almost by and large were divisive, were throwing nasty, nasty barbs at people, but never really talked about what they wanted to do for the American people. And I think the pundits and prognosticators made a mistake by going for the loud, divisive voices. Instead of paying attention to what we did, there was no red wave because Democrats had a blue wave of accomplishment. Rosina Saba is the Daily Telegraph's Washington editor, and she's told us this is a huge win for the Democrats. There is still one Senate race outstanding, but by winning Nevada, the Democrats have kept control of the chamber because Kamala Harris, the vice president, holds a casting vote. So the final race in Georgia has gone to a runoff. Even if the Republicans pull even and gain a 50th seat, Democrats will still control the Senate. So an incredible turn up for the books here. The results are the best midterm performance for a sitting party in 20 years. President Joe Biden gave his reaction to the results while on a trip to Cambodia for an East Asia summit. Well, I tell you what, congratulations to Senator Schumer. He's got a majority again and we're focusing now on, on Georgia. We feel good about where we are. And uh, I know... Uh, I'm a cockeyed optimist. I understand that from the beginning. And I think it's a reflection of the quality of our candidates. And they're all running on the same program. And so uh, I feel good, and I'm looking forward to the next couple years. The runoff election for Georgia takes place on Tuesday, December the 6th. 
Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said that before fleeing, Russian forces have destroyed the critical infrastructure in the southern city of Kherson and that local authorities were starting to stabilize the city. Before fleeing from Kherson, the occupiers destroyed all critical infrastructure, communication, supply of heat, water, electricity. Zelensky said that Ukrainian troops had taken control of more than 60 settlements in the Kherson region. Police have started stabilization measures. Stabilization measures are also underway in Kherson. He added that almost 2,000 mines, tripwires and unexploded shells had been dealt with so far, and that Ukraine was able to conduct successful operations in Kherson and elsewhere, in part because of resistance in the Donetsk region, in the face of repeated Russian attacks. It is just hell here. There are extremely fierce battles there every day. But our units defend bravely, withstand the terrible pressure of the occupiers, maintain our defence lines. On Friday, cheering crowds welcomed Ukrainian troops into the city. Liz Cookman is a freelance journalist who is in Kherson. She says amid the celebrations, there is still a sense of caution in the city. There are fears that there continue to be sleeper cells in the city. Um, pictures have circulated of possible Russian soldiers in civilian clothes. Um, but for now, it looks as though the city is safe. A lot of heavy fighting still continues in the east. On the way, the man who inspired the Tom Hanks film The Terminal has died, and researchers discover that rats have rhythm and love to dance. Tragedy in the skies over Dallas in Texas as two planes collide mid-air at a World War II commemorative air show. The Boeing B-17 Flying Fortress bomber and the Bell P-63 King Cobra fighter collided and crashed at the Wings Over Dallas Air Show, a three-day event being held in honour of Veterans Day. Around four to 6,000 people were watching when the aircraft collided before crashing to the ground and exploding. Hank Coates is the president and CEO of the Commemorative Air Force and told reporters it's unclear exactly what happened. The maneuvers that they were going through were not dynamic at all. It was what we call bombers on parade. Um, but beyond that, I, I, there's not a lot for me to say. This is not about the aircraft. It's, it, it's just not, I can tell you. The aircraft are great aircraft. They're safe. They're very well maintained. The pilots are very well trained. So um, it, it's difficult for me to talk about it because I know all these people. These are family. It's also not known at this stage how many people have been killed or injured, but it could be up to six. No one on the ground was hurt. Mr Coates told reporters everything is being done to support those involved. The families are being taken care of. They're receiving counselling, uh, not just of those actively participating in the issue, but also the CAF uh, folks and any folks here uh, that may have seen it and have, have issues with what they saw. Uh, and, and obviously with our first responders. We want to make sure that they're supported as well. Both the FAA and the National Transportation Safety Board have launched investigations into what caused what the Mayor of Dallas, Eric Johnson, has described as this terrible tragedy. The man who inspired the Tom Hanks film The Terminal has died at an airport in Paris, where he lived for 18 years.
1988, the Iranian national Mehran Karimi Nasseri made a small area of Rosy Charles de Gaulle Airport his home after he was refused entry to Britain because he did not have residency papers. Mr. Nasseri previously spoke about his situation. I think nobody can, uh, can live uh, 11 years uh, in such a situation. And I am unique in immigration case, uh, clandestine uh, appeal to two, three, four governments and uh, some appeal successful granted, some appeal refused. But uh, in this situation, I'm unique in immigration case. Mr Nasiri was eventually given the right to live in France, but he ended up returning to the airport a few weeks ago where he died of natural causes. Born in 1945 in the Iranian province of Khuzestan, Mr Nasiri first flew to Europe in search of his mother, who he believed to be Scottish. After failing to trace her in Britain, he returned home in 1975, only to be stripped of his citizenship for protesting against the regime. But Britain refused to let him back in, so he tried unsuccessfully to enter Russia, Germany and the Netherlands, from where he was expelled to neighbouring Belgium. Eventually, Belgium provided him with documents declaring that he was stateless, but after the documents were stolen, he decided to make the airport in Paris his home. Airport staff gave him food and ensured that he received his mail and was treated by the airport doctor. On his bench, surrounded by trolleys containing his possessions that he'd collected, he spent his time writing about his life in a notebook. His story attracted international media attention and caught the eye of Steven Spielberg, who directed The Terminal, starring Hanks and Catherine Zeta-Jones. With the details of Mercedes finally winning their first race of the season, here's John Jackson. Have Mercedes finally got a competitive Formula One car at the penultimate race of the season? After struggling with new car regulations throughout 2022, George Russell gave the German team their first win of the season in the Sao Paulo sprint on Saturday. Lewis Hamilton came third with Ferrari's Carlos Sainz second. However, due to a penalty, the Spanish driver will drop to seventh on the grid for today's full-length race, meaning it's Mercedes front row at Interlagos in Brazil. The 100-kilometre sprint race was British driver George Russell's first victory in Formula One, and he'll be hoping he can continue his lightning pace from Saturday and take the chequered flag for the first time in a full race later. Danish driver Kevin Magnussen, who was a shock pole sitter for Saturday's shortened spectacle for Haas, eventually finished eighth. Kate Winslet has donated £17,000, that's around $20,000, to a mother facing a huge energy bill to keep her daughter's life support running. Caroline Hunter was warned by her local council that her bill could hit a high sum next year. Her 12-year-old daughter Freya has severe cerebral palsy and uses an oxygen machine to help her breathe. The mother launched an appeal on GoFundMe earlier this week and days into the campaign, a donation from Kate Winslet and family was paid. Miss Hunter said she was overwhelmed when she received the money and burst into tears. Rats. The critters conjure up many responses, mostly not very nice ones. But scientists in Tokyo may be about to change your mind. They found rats, in fact, love a good boogie and will happily bop along to Lady Gaga and Queen. They also have a penchant for a bit of Mozart. They found the rats managed to keep in time with all the tracks when played at 132 beats per minute, the same as us humans, but the study showed they liked it less when the piece was slowed down or sped up. Maybe we have more in common with our fairy friends than we thought. And that is your World in 10 from the Times of London on Sunday the 13th of November. 
This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.